Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The interest rates keep going up. It was three quarters of a point from the Fed just yesterday, and that will go up again, even if it's at these quarter point increments over the next three to five months. It's having an effect on everything. So is supply chain. But we're starting to see effects really happen right here in Indiana. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us right now from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. I have got J.D. Byrider laying off uh, employees in in the auto world, you've got the story that KAR uh, is announcing 300 jobs or more are going to get cut. They're also in that automotive auction world. Is this specific to an industry? Is this specific to Indiana? What's going on with these stories? I think, uh, Tony, it could be just the flow of the flow of business and uh, that kind of uh, that kind of things you mentioned. A car up in in Carmel, those three hundred jobs, part of that quote unquote, you know, kind of an offshoring move, moving this job, moving this work actually out of the country. Not specified. Uh, they didn't specify whether those cuts were going to be here in, in Carmel or in, in Indiana or where. But the broader picture uh, we're beginning to see, uh, and, and you mentioned uh, uh, J.D. Byrider cutting some jobs here in Central Indiana. Uh, Tenneco, uh, we have uh, at, at uh, InsideIndianaBusiness.com cutting 140 manufacturing jobs, uh, so a, kind of a diff- different segment of the economy in Jeffersonville as well. So beginning, you know, to see some of that around. The question is, you know, as you look to 2023, the R word is recession. Uh, you know, in the cards going forward. I think increasingly you're beginning to hear people say, yes, the question is how severe, mild recession, severe recession, the big question mark right now. But you mentioned uh, interest rates and the Fed taking another move, uh, increasing uh, rates and that trickle down effect that that is having on mortgage rates, as an example, Uh, mortgage rates nationally over 7 percent now for the first time. I think in 20 plus years uh, that rates have been uh, that high. That's having an effect, uh, obviously, on the on the housing industry and, and clearly that industry as well. So beginning to see some effects uh, certainly throughout the, throughout the state. We talk about uh, the level of of recession that we're going to see. Uh, we have already seen that there are a, a fair amount of Fortune 500 companies that have uh, been rescinding job offers. They're engaging hiring freezes. And then anecdotally, we see on those entry-level jobs, hearing from business owners, they're getting more uh, applications. Is the take uh, that everybody is gearing up for some level of pullback? Or are there people you've run into who are opt optimistic about 2023? Yeah, you know, it's a mixed bag. It, you know, it really is. Uh, and I think the bottom line is there's that level of uncertainty on, on where things are going. We've got uh, the midterm elections coming up here, uh, obviously, in, in less than a week now, and what uh, that might hold uh, uh, for the next couple of years in terms of policy and those direction of the economy and those, those types of things. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think you look in certain segments of the economy, 
uh, when it comes to, you know, semiconductors and computer chips and the electrification of the auto industry. You've seen companies spending a lot of money, hiring a lot of people as things shift uh, into that area. Indiana benefiting uh, Skywater Technology out of Minnesota, putting a huge chip plant up at uh, Purdue. More announcements are expected there. So we're seeing some, certainly some hiring there. This is a consumer-driven economy in the United States, and people largely, even though there are some cutbacks we're seeing, still employed, still spending money is kind of fueling, uh, you know, inflation and some of the, the, the issues that are out there. So we'll see where, where things go as we head into 2023. But a lot of uncertainty. And I think that's the big thing. And, and you mentioned rescinding job offers and those types of things. I think companies are just kind of, uh, you know, taking a wait and see attitude as to where things, uh, where things are going. But, but increasingly, I guess the bottom line, I spoke with a bank executive just this week, uh, the anticipation from that bank is a mild recession. And I think more and more you're hearing recession. It's just the extent that, uh, that, uh, that happens, uh, in 2023 and, uh, and beyond. Talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, IIB. There has been talk lately of, of rainy day funds, right? How much the state of Indiana has in reserves. A story that, that you have uh, over there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com uh, shows that when you take a look at the surplus in the state of Indiana, it would operate the state, if you use nothing but rainy day funds, it would operate the state for 33 days. We've got quite a few billion dollars in the fund. The national average, according to this, is 42.5 days, rainy day fund. So for example, Texas could run for 56 days. Colorado could run for 81 days. The state of Washington could run for four. So, you know, we're, we're better than them. We can run for, for 33 days. But there's a whole conversation that you, you take a look at this rainy day fund. They're holding on to a whole bunch of money. Maybe they shouldn't be holding on to that much money. Maybe we should get our money back. Uh, I always take uh, take what 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 Holcomb and, and Governor Holcomb and others say is uh, our position should be to further strengthen rainy day funds. Is there a desire to do this, or is there a recognition that you know what? Sometimes enough is enough, and you you got to make sure that people are getting back their money because it does belong to them. Yeah, I think you know. I think it depends on who you ask, uh, because there are there are the, there are arguments on uh, both sides of the uh, of the fence. I think the story you point out uh, that we have it at InsideIndianaBusiness dot com is one that's interesting because we hear a lot about uh, the uh, the uh, rainy day fund, and this is a story actually came from Indiana Capital Chronicle that we have on the site, and uh, because you hear a lot about how much money is in that rainy day fund, how big it is, but relatively speaking, uh, around the country, uh, not necessarily a little bit below average if, if you look at that. Uh, and uh, and we'll, we'll see where things go. There's certainly been a lot of focus on, on uh, in, take, using that money to do something, whether it's giving it back to Hoosiers or, uh, or uh, you know, doing other things, and we'll, we'll see where that goes. But uh, depends on who you ask, Tony, and I think it's going to be continue to be a, uh, a very robust debate. Uh, is is that how we're leaving it? Very robust debate. <laughs> robust, robust debate. Yes. I'll give you some. I'll give you a debate topic. Governor Holcomb, yeah. the Secretary of Commerce, Brad Chambers, are going yeah. to Egypt. 
because that's where the United Nations Climate Change Conference of the Parties is taking place. And as is written by uh, your sister publication, the Indianapolis Business Journal, um, uh, he Holcomb is actually going to be speaking. He's going to tout the state's clean energy initiatives, discuss Indiana's role in building the future of electric vehicles. Um, it could be seen as some as this is exactly the kind of conference you don't go to, this is wokeness on wokeness and ridiculous, it could also be seen as if the world's going to go to electric vehicles, we might as well build them in the state of Indiana. Um, You actually think business comes from events like this? Yeah, you know, I do. And and I'll tell you, for the show this week, we have an extended interview with the governor uh, that we uh, we actually did yesterday. He's leaving uh, for Egypt, uh, I think, Saturday. But the interesting thing is Indiana was invited to this conference. And I think the governor expects full well to get uh, to get pushback from people because of what you just said there are people who say hey this is a woke thing why are you going to this what uh, what uh, you know what's the story there uh indiana was invited to uh to address the conference uh and if you look at who's going to be there the biggest players whether it's bp general motors uh i think that um, um i think cummins is involved in a number of other big companies with big presence in indiana there is a lot of investment already going on in uh, alternative uh, energy, renewables, those types of things, including this push to hydrogen, that Indiana could be in competition to become a hub for hydrogen, uh, potentially billions of dollars of investment in northwest Indiana, a lot of business opportunities. So uh, <laughs> to your point, he will be speaking in at this major conference uh, but there will also be the opportunity to connect with uh, CEOs and key uh, leaders from big companies uh, really around the globe to talk about some of these investment opportunities. So I think that piece of it is real, and uh, I think that's something that the, the governor is banking on happening. 